Yeah, if you just watched that, you've probably seen the intro, but you probably heard a shit ton of feedback because uh, I haven't quite figured out how to match the audio up or watching the video. So basically what happens is I play a video, that's the intro, and then we fade into us. So it kind of looks kind of professional, but um, let's make sure the feedback's gone. Yeah, the feedback is gone. So if you're watching it, it actually looks cool. So just watch it in mute and then, um, and then go from there. It's episode 177. Of course, this is ID84, the DJ of the night. As always, to the left of me, Adam the Mallet of the Whirlwind Potato, who joins yeah. me each and every Wednesday. This is episode 177. Tonight, we have a guest joining us in a little bit, comedian Maggie Mayfield. She's a ginger. So, Adam, you know what that happens. I'm scared of gingers. Adam is terrified of gingers. Gingers have no souls, according they to don't. There's a reason why they would burn them at the stake back in the day. Really. Yes, you know. I heard a fun fact that gingers are descendants of inbred. Yeah, I don't think that's true, but I can't prove it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know no. where I heard that from. It was probably one of my mother's uh, tales from back in the day. But um, yeah, from what I understand, it's that- funny how like back then, if you said something, and if I wanted to like try to prove it right or wrong, I'd have to go to the fucking library, yeah. pull out some books, read about it, and now it's like just pull up my phone, hit search, you know. There was a lot of extra work we had to do back in the day to get stuff done, you know. Oh, it was great. You can make up anything you want, and now it's like you can't. Yeah, now it's a little bit of a challenge. It's a lot tougher to lie, although I still try to every once in a while. I try to pass one by everyone. What the hell is this thing? Come on, you motherfucker. There we go. I got to do something about the inventory here at my video store. I really do. Like, I'm sick. I got to like... These, I think these you have a lot of videos, ones. though. Is no, it? but we got... There's no rotation. Like, Jeff, who lives at home, is still sitting right behind me. And uh, the collector right over here. Like, I got to do something about these movies. Like, I, yeah, I know. It, it's, <laughs> it's nice, though. But, they, you know, it's they're classics, right? If you will. I, I mean, I'm sure to somebody it is. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so okay, so it was quite the week. Uh, we could just get right into the story of me spending sixteen hundred dollars on Friday. For oh, yeah, we, we definitely get into this. This is a very cautionary tale, people. It's sixteen hundred dollars. What the fuck is going on with this thing? It's pissing me off. Here we go. Sixteen hundred dollars for about uh, five seconds of pleasure. So you know whatever that entails. That was basically uh, early early Friday morning. I start my day off by getting a flat tire on the way to work. Not a big deal. I had a full-size spare. Decided, hey, I'll just put the spare on, and we'll call it a day. I could survive. I don't have to drop my car off. I don't get any work done. That's great. Um, that was fine and all. Then I uh, went to the Celtics game later that afternoon, or that evening, I should say, and uh, got a, a tad bit intoxicated. And uh, on our way back, we were staying at a hotel in Boston. I decided I was going to jump in the elevator to give everyone a little bit of a scare. And uh, while doing so, we got the elevator stuck between the first and the, I guess it was only the first and the, or the second and the third floor or whatever for uh, an hour and a half. And uh, that's not the worst part. They had to call the elevator company. And today we got a bill for uh, $1,300. Hmm. Yeah. And then I dropped my tire off to get repaired today too. And that was also $300. So uh, $1,600. And uh, I got really nothing out of the deal yeah that's the most expensive friday that's a that's a pretty expensive friday early saturday morning from the tire to the uh yeah Yeah, i can't think of the last time i spent that much money on one particular day like not on vacation 
like on anything in particular. That was it's uh yeah, no, it's uh it's that's pretty, quite that's a bit. Much. Yeah, it's uh it's not cool, if you will. So <laughs> that was my Friday. Um so we'll be paying the hotel. My sister did write a heated email. Um we're not sure how that's gonna go. But, but um I can only say I'm happy it wasn't under my name because I am a, as you know, a platinum premier member of the hotel, and I didn't want to lose my status. So, yeah, you'd be in, you'd be in trouble there. It would be. Yeah. I would have to choose, have to change hold of, change a new card. I would have, everything would have to change in order yeah. to, uh, you know, fix everything. Uh, just give you an update if you are uh, wondering. Uh, I think we talked about it last week how much uh, we thought the Red Sox sucked after three games, and they just won. A doubleheader today, both games, and are now nine and three. That's mine. Today, they could be fifteen and three. And three. They could you be fifteen and three. I still so fifteen and three. You're still not sold on them. No, dude. Okay, ask me in September. <laughs> it's April. It's fucking April. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's pretty impressive? The half of, you won half the games in the month of April. That is. I'm not taking that away from them. They're going to win, like, a lot. But you've seen teams come out of the gate heavy before, and they blow their load early. And, like, they don't have the pitching to keep it sustained. Now, like I said, I do believe they're capable. If they make, like, that over-the-hill push for a trade, like, midseason. But, like, as is, I just can't be sold on that. I've been depressed by them before, and I'm sick of it. It happens. And most teams, I mean, a lot of teams that end up making it to the World Series didn't get hot till after the All-Star break, too. And then teams you thought were going to be going good just didn't. But consistency of wins was also a promising promising promise, I guess you could say, to uh, actually uh, get to the playoffs at least, you would think, right? Like, if we're looking at it right now, it's obvious. I was curious earlier, so I'm looking at their stats. And their first three starting pictures right now – Right, have acceptable ERAs, and when I say acceptable, I say I say below four and a half. You are acceptable, yeah. Right, four point five zero. So your top three guys are uh, their last. The third guy is is four point five zero, right? But everybody else is lower than that. Cool. Yeah, and no, the next no, two, yeah, only three, and the rest of them, nah, not so much. Yeah, absolutely, no one is killing it. Um, in fact, uh, but here's the thing though, if you have a promising record going into the uh, trade deadline, don't you look a more, a little more attractive to, uh, some teams? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they could push it. In my mind, they could push it over the hump to be, yeah. for me to take them seriously. They could, they're within that range of doing that. But just like I said, as is the way they are, no new salary added. I no. I'm not so A bunch of young guys too, which is actually kind of nice. I mean, I think Bogats is the veteran. No, um, I actually, funny you mentioned that. I was looking at their ages earlier because I want to see how fucking old this team might be. Cause, yeah. And I was surprised. They're, they are young. Um, Endeavor is, is still the youngest at 24. Dev is the youngest though, right? 24. Yeah, yeah. but he came up when he was like 19. Remember I he know. was in the Sox like a few years ago when he first came up? He was like, don't you? I don't think he was 21 yet. I think he was probably still 20. Dude, the, the oldest member on the team is a relief pitcher, Adam something, and he's 35. 35. No, I'm talking about, like, but he is on the team. I think Bogats has been on the oh, He's the longest, right? So, I mean, you'd, yeah. you'd say he's probably the captain of the team in reality when you yeah, think about be, it. Yeah. Oh, ooh, what about um, the catcher? Vas- um, Vasquez? Not Vasquez. Yeah. yeah, Vasquez, yeah. Don't know. I think he came up afterwards because when Bogats was there in the 13 World Series – we had a different catcher. I forget who the catcher was, though. Yeah, but I remember Vasquez was the backup for a while. Could have he been. He was there. Yeah, maybe you could be right. Maybe have been around the same time. But I feel Bogats was there a little before then. 
You're probably right, but it's close. I think it's close. But it's not too yeah. far off. I think they definitely they, they both came up in the majors together and the minors together. Yeah. At one point, those him and then Jackie Bradley were all on the. Yeah, I think Mookie were all together at the same time. I guess they're not missing Mookie's bat, and they're not missing Jackie Bradley's defense because they have had made some incredible catches in the outfield so far. And Ben Attendee. Ben Attendee here. It's you know his, but you remember Ben Attendee and uh. And Jackie Bradley's uh, defense was great, but their offense left a lot to be desired, you know? No, you're right. And then granted, right. Mookie was playing right field at Fenway Park, probably the easiest position to fucking play. You know what I mean? It's not like he was playing left field and had to play the wall. Left field is probably the hottest at Fenway. Right field is pretty much right field in every stadium, you know? Yeah. Especially at Fenway, it's such a small right field, too, so you have little ground to cover. I'm not taking anything away from Mookie, but he never really – you know, I, I don't know. He was just an average defensive out play. I don't remember him seeing anything great out of him out on, the, on the field. You know who was a fucking horrible left fielder but played it amazingly at Fenway Park was Manny Ramirez. Manny Ramirez, yeah. <laughs> if, every, if, if every park was 300 feet to left field with a giant wall that he could play off of, Manny would get it done. Because, dude, there was that one time, remember, the ball bounced off the wall. Manny left, lost his hat. He fumbled the ball and then picked <laughs> yeah. it up. And then was able to throw a guy out at home at the same time. Like yeah, yeah. He, he's made some head scratching mistakes out there, though. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, but like, still, there are times that that fucking wall made him look like an amazing left fielder, which he's not. I remember <laughs> when uh, the sunglasses, the Oakleys came out with the Bluetooth headphones, and he was fucking listening to music videos out there. Or he'd go in the uh, Green Monster to take a piss. Take a piss, yeah. And it, yeah. Remember there was like a time where he thought there was a pitch and change, so he went in there to go take a piss. And it, it wasn't. It was just a visit to the mound. And all of a sudden, he, you see him running up, pulling his pants up. It's almost essentially, you better get that out of there. It was Manny being Manny. Everyone loved it. You know what's fucked up? He was probably younger than we are now when he did that. Oh, yeah. You know what's fucked up, too, is that they traded him in 2008. And the Red Sox lost in seven games in the American League Championship to Tampa Bay. If, in theory, they had Manny, they probably would have went to the World Series that year as well. But. but- wasn't that the year, though, he was kind of huffing and puffing and causing disturbance, though? He was, and that's why they got rid of him, because it was the last year of his contract, too. Yeah. And where did they ship him to? They shipped him to. Was it the they Dodgers? Was it Cleveland? No, Cleveland's where we got oh, him. Oh, it was first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it was the Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah. yeah, and then he ended up on Tampa, remember? And then he got cut because of the steroids. And then Oakland? The I don't know if it was Oakland. I think he went Boston, to Cleveland, Boston, to L.A., to Tampa, and then Chicago. Oh, wait, no, no, I got it here. Uh, he went Boston, Toronto, Boston, Dodgers, Toronto again, Dodgers again, White Sox, Rays. Who, oh, Manny? Yeah. <laughs> when the hell was he in Boston again? Uh, it, it, it's, that's what it says for 2000. It says. We traded him in 2008. It does say Boston. I am not fucking with you. It's, no, it says, there's no way. This is bullshit. No, that doesn't sound right. It, that's what it says, though. I'm on, I'm on the usual statistics website. That is a fucking typo. But he went, yeah. Oh, because it's a split year, 2008. And yeah, the way okay. it's listed, it says Boston, Toronto, Boston. Uh, okay. So split year in 2008, Toronto and Boston. Yeah. And treated. Dodgers, Toronto, again, Toronto, yeah. Dodgers to Dodgers, and then White Sox, Rays. So, yeah. We traded him to Toronto? Yeah. No, the, no yeah. Wait. No, the Dodgers traded him to Toronto. So. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I was pretty sure we traded him to the Dodgers. Yes. Because that's where all Red Sox players go to die, is the L.A. Dodgers. 
which it has been statistically over the years. So, you know, and all that good stuff. All right, should we bring in our guest in? We might as well. So we haven't had a female on for in a while, have we? No, we did a couple weeks ago. Let's not leave with that. <laughs> All right, we haven't had a redhead on in a while. Should we leave with that? No, let's not leave with that with her. Hey, the first female we've been on in a while. <laughs> She'll be angry when we call her out on her red hair. There she is right there. This is Maggie. Can you hear us? Maggie. Mags. Maggie. Maggie. She's in the Maggie. middle of a, uh, she's FaceTiming hey, someone. It says, oh, the mic is connected. Huh? She's, yeah. she's figuring out. I can hear us. I, think. I, can, I can hear us, too. I have you on Facebook. That's why I was listening oh, to you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you. I'm alive. Sorry, Hi. yes. It's a little bit of a delay. Maggie, uh, Mayfield, everyone, how are you doing tonight? Good. Your accent is killing me. It's so good. Oh, so it's good. fake. So good. Acting class. Years and years of trying to sound like a, 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 a degenerate from Dorchester. So. Now I feel like I'm talking to Mark, Mark, Mark Wahlberg here. Oh. <laughs> that's, oh. that's what I feel like. And I'm like kind of turned on right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, wish I, had his, uh, I wish I had his wallet. Right? <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, yes. I've been told that before. But not in the nicest way. Adam, Adam so much, not the Boston accent, though. I noticed that. Yeah, no. Yes. I, I, I've tried to lose it. Cause yeah. I can't, it comes out if I'm starting to, if I drink too much or I'm like animated, it comes out, but otherwise it's really not. Yeah. I don't, just, I, ever, it sounds. yeah I don't think I've ever heard you in a heated argument with the accent coming out. But yeah, look at this. No, I'm just getting ramble all, drunks. I'm getting all busted over here. So all I got to do is just talk. You can just sit there and smile and giggle and you know, it's all good. <laughs> well, listen, like I'm a voice actor during the day. So this is like, this is studying for me. Like, can you do the Boston accent at all? Can, yeah, I, can I do the fucking Boston accent? Of course I can do the fucking Boston accent. Oh, but you're talking about like red socks and all that. Like, I don't even know. I don't know. Sound like every <laughs> drunk girl at a, at a Bruins game. It's perfect right there. They're yelling at people. <laughs> That's how it goes. That is how it goes. Where you, you, you definitely got to animate a lot. Yeah, you, you know? can't lie. You talk <laughs> like an Italian, like a crazy Italian. Right? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Or or an Irish girl. You get the red hair, so you get you fit in well on that aspect. Yeah, I grew up in New Jersey, so my accent oh, is. Uh, they, yeah. That's not too far off. They have similar. Yeah, going down the shore, you know, no big deal. Yeah, sure. The Jersey. Yeah, you go to the Jersey. Dog, get some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever spend time at, at the Jersey Shore? Of course I did. Yes, that's that everyone does, right? Yeah. Whatever, that's what you do. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Where are you joining us from? Are you in California? I am in Austin, Texas now. Oh, I like to be in all the places. Even better, Austin. That's a very, it's a very this up and coming place. This is where comedy is happening, and uh, I am here for it. It is yeah. fun. Yeah. Where are you? So, you, did you go from Jersey to Texas, or did you have a, or did you go to California at all first? Um, I did. I was in California for the last seven years, but I was actually. <laughs> Before I started in comedy and voiceovers, I did radio for a long time, and so I traveled all over. I was in. California, I was in Seattle, I worked in Wisconsin and Minnesota, Illinois, Arizona, all the places. So world travel. National travel. Yeah. That's, that's, that's nice. If you had the uh have one of those 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 maps on an I V that you put a sticker on every state you go to, you get you, you have a nice catalog. I should, like the pins, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin's Perfect. actually pretty kick ass. It's uh uh, yeah, like you said, comedies, that's where Joe Rogan moved to. Yeah, so I was going to say, for Joe Rogan praise Austin, how comedy's like coming there. I guess maybe it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it? huge. They went from having like one comedy club to now there'll be four in the fall here. And I got here Thanksgiving and there was maybe like two or three mics a week. And now there's three or four mics a night. Like it is 
insane. Oh, it's pretty good. Not to mention, you can do anything you want in Texas right now. It's one of the only states that are open, which is beautiful. Yeah, like a weird patch, though. It's like you're in like a like you're in a liberal spot yeah, around. Very, a, so like, what is it like? I feel like both that area you're in like accepts both sides like in different ways. It's like it's like a weird clusterfuck, right? Yeah. What I figured out is like people just don't talk about it here. Like, don't ask, don't tell. That's really what it is. Like, no yeah. one cares. Just do nice. your thing. Probably the worst you get, like the mask shaming. People are like, uh, are you gonna are you gonna wear your are you gonna wear your mask? <laughs> like. Yes, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I was just not in Florida. It was the same as that thing. So, like, I was just used to wearing a mask everywhere because they put a gun to your head in, in Boston to make sure you do it. Right. And uh, so I just go into places and people are actually looking at me funny because I have a mask on. And I'm like, well, it's odd. Like, what do I do? Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. What do I make happy? I don't understand. You, know, you, you make you happy. That's, who that's you. all you can do. You, you reach down inside and you really pull that mask off and you say, you know, I felt liberated, like when women used to take their bras off and burn them back in like the sixties, I guess. You know, I, I, mean, I can't wait to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I read about it and I've seen it like, and I'm on a history channel. I think I get. I'm gonna do it on my mask. It's all done. Just set it on fire and burn it. So it's gonna be right. great. Can't wait. Right. Yes. So awesome. Yeah, are so, you guys starting to open up a little bit? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as it was. It's uh, I mean, I couldn't say it was not as bad. I mean, what did we have like three months where everything was close and everything's slowly opening, kind of thing. Restaurants were like kind of always open, and then because uh, you really can't have outdoor dining in in uh, anywhere in Boston, it's a little uncomfortable, you know. So <laughs> you gotta open up the inside pots. But although, like, I assume you guys are like committed. You're like, we're gonna do this. We're doing it, you know. And like, you'd be yeah. out there barbecuing in January, like. <laughs> oh yeah, the sitting outside. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we open, we walk around with open containers, even though against the law but no one really stops mm-hmm. us. so we just kind of do whatever we want to do it is funny to sit in a snowbank though there was there was a couple of places that stayed like had out, the outdoor option if you really wanted to and there'd be like a fucking eight foot thing of snow next to you and, you know, much. what are we doing here yeah <laughs> i mean it's not that much unusual when you go skiing like you go to the slopes up there they have like the bars and stuff outside so it's kind of the same way except you're not skiing you're just coming home from work and you're sitting in a snowbank so yeah <laughs> You really want to, but you can, we can't get a drink at a bar without buying food up here. It's freaking ridiculous. That's fucking annoying. That's you can't annoying. get a drink without buying food? Yeah, because of this whole COVID. The, the, the governor was like, well, we'll let the restaurants stay open, but we can't open the bars. So, because all the bars, what they were doing were opening up and they were like selling bags of chips to stay open. And then they're like, it has to be prepared food. So basically, if you sit at a bar, you can't just have a beer. And then just be on your married way. You got to have like, you got to order something stupid. A lot of the restaurants are finding little loopholes around the whole situation, which is the best thing. But uh, yeah. it's not. Uh, yeah. Adam and I just like to go grab a beer sometimes when we leave at work. And then uh, we can't. We have to go buy a, a food item. Yeah. It's very, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, it's it's Damn it. That cool. sucks. You have to eat. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, I'm like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Put it in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. It's like your mother's working on the other side of the bar. Have some chicken wings so you don't get hungover, you know? No, but in some, in some cases, they don't even fucking try. Like, I'm trying to pull out this photo here because I took a picture of it. So, you, yeah, you have to get food. And, like, me and Artie are on our lunch break getting food and a drink. And, like, Artie has to get something. And he gets, like, a a, a, a taco. Yes. But this taco was this – isn't even a taco. There was chicken tenders just on top of a fajita. That's yeah, it. Disgusting. Right? And it was, like, eight bucks. Like, it's just fucking stupid. <laughs> And it took 15 minutes. You could tell the fry ladle wasn't on. So they had to throw them in there. And it was just this like mushy, gross chicken tender on a bed of lettuce on, on a tortilla. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know if uh, I don't know if this will this will show. Do you know, do you know that was like eight dollars? That's, that's it. Yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> it was eight dollars. Did you eat it though? Did I you took eat a, it? I took a bite and I I threw it. If I had a, a homeless guy, wouldn't even eat it. Um, it was terrible. You know? Do you guys have a homeless problem out there? Uh, it's not a problem. It happens. Yeah, it's not like Average. fucking California. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's cold up here. Like, it's, I, I always said, if I was homeless, I would just walk up and down the ninety-five corridor every year, and just like kind of like I like the birds, like you know, go sell for the winter, and then come back up to or, Boston. What I summer. would do is I would join all the other homeless people and use the last little smidgen of money I have left to fly to Hawaii and stay there because this all there's a ton of homeless people there. That's true. We're, okay. we're gonna take over the island. That's that's what would happen. The homeless island. Homeless island. Yeah. <laughs> You could build a raft and just go like swim out, you know, like roll out to one of the volcanic islands, and you'd be yeah, living. Hawaii by is really bad. Like I think Hawaii takes the cake out of all the states in terms of homeless problems. And who can blame them? Yeah. I mean, that's where are they going to go? That's you know what I mean. Like well, it's, it's so yeah. expensive there too. Yeah, like once you get there, you're stuck there. Like well, I don't have to make home. I guess yeah. that's good. What the fuck happens? Swim for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hell of a swim. You know, maybe a cargo ship goes by. You can jump on, hang on tight. Maybe sure. somewhere nice. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy, but it's it's not so bad. It's getting better. We just, you know, do you guys? I, like- I mean, it was like terrible in LA, and then coming here to Austin, it's not as bad. But everyone's like, the homeless problem's so bad. I'm like, is it? It doesn't. I mean, yeah, relatively. That no. time I was in Texas, I met a nice homeless guy. I think he was homeless. He might have been screwing with me. He uh, helped me. He, I was in Dallas, and I needed to get from the bus station to the to the up to a uh, reasonable way to get to the airport. Uh-huh. And uh, he walked me to, uh, you know, broad daylight. He told me it was his birthday. I'm sure all this was made up. And uh, he brought me to the train station and I gave him 20 bucks. And uh, I think I was, I think he just does that all day. So I couldn't tell you if the homeless people are really homeless or not. In, in Boston, some homeless people aren't homeless. In fact, they make more money panhandling on the corner than they do if they actually got a job at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's yeah. all at the table too, yeah. Yeah, tax-free. Yeah, the IRS isn't uh, going and shaking down any homeless guys for their uh, the 1090s for what they got on donations. Uh, but, yeah, so, yeah. so Maggie, I want to ask him. So you, you're keeping busy. I'm on, I'm, look, I'm on your website right now, and I see you just got show. Unless you're lying and trying to make yourself look cool. <laughs> you got lots of shows yeah. coming up. Mm-hmm. Right? Good for you. Thank you. What yeah, kind of, stuff's open here. What kind of voiceover stuff do you do? Just like radio, you said, or did you do, did you like any shorts or films or anything, TV, anything of that nature? Um, I have done some film stuff, but it's not like animated, fun character stuff like that. It's so it's like looping and dubbing over. But yeah. my uh, my main bread and butter is I work. I uh, I record romance novels. I do a lot of audiobooks and um, oh boy, questions for you. Oh man, oh god. So okay, wait, 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 wait. We can't just tread over this lightly. Let's back up. Yada yada yada. So and I like I gotta ask are they like some of them like really cheesy, like really cheesy. Some of them are really filthy. Is what it is. Yeah. Uh, is there, um, has there been a time that you couldn't nail a take reading it? Like, is it just funny or cheesy or just like, <laughs> just, I just picture some lines in those being like ridiculous. Like, pick off his yeah. and then it's I, I am working on one right now and it's actually about, it takes place around baseball and. I, oh, tell me. I mean, there's no censor here. You can say whatever yeah, lines you, say whatever you want. want. It's, uh, I, good, I mean, we have porn stars in the show sometimes, so they, I mean, they go all out. So, I mean, no, I love basically that. a version of it, but on a <laughs> level. The, the 
the sex scenes are only okay and yeah. the story is only okay like this is not my favorite one um the raunchiest one i ever read was written by a man of all things and he was super into like <laughs> but he wanted two dudes in one woman and i was like oh my god yeah this is i had to stop like after every chapter i was like i need a i need a break yeah. <laughs> this is gonna take me forever to get through um but yeah mo, mo, here's the thing is like it's weird to me and i'm not kink shaming at all but it is weird to me like this whole victim shit Mm. turns women on like i don't i don't get it i don't get it yeah. at all but it's always yeah. like some girl that's like oh, i've been hurt and abused before and now my knight in shining armor is here it's like is that really what it okay that's what it does whatever not king you know i'll read it really when you, so when you record this thing are you in like a studio with like a producer on the other side or a sound guy who does it or are you just sitting there you do it at home and then you just send it in so over there okay right behind the curtain yeah yeah yeah. so you're by yourself and it's just your you do takes yourself and then you kind of go and then you just send yeah. it out although like i'm i'm seeing someone right now and he he thinks it would be super cool to like be here when i'm reading it and i'm like that would be <laughs> so embarrassing like, yeah. <laughs> it's like a nightmare <laughs> I was like, I just like faking all the breaths and like you know like oh yeah baby yeah. Uh-huh. like i, can't, I just wow. can't imagine <laughs> like, grab my bosom <laughs> yeah 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 just think of some lonely truck driver driving down Interstate 90 listening to your uh your that is the, that's the other thing is like that occurred to me is like these books are written for women so they're the they're the ones that are listening to it. I'm like what am I doing is yeah. it I don't that's, that's, that's awesome I mean they buy it you know what I mean they keep hiring me so it's interesting I mean I guess there's a I, I mean I like books on tape just because I'm lazy too lazy to read yeah and, uh, I, have, I have issues with that reading thing um you know, Boston Puff. I, I live. I grew up in the suburbs. The reading exactly not exactly strong, so the audio books work very well because then you can listen to them while you're driving, and then you sound intelligent because you're like, oh yeah, I, 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 I read this book. You know, yeah. it's, no, it's yeah. no, it's kind of cool. I wonder if this is something that's gonna happen. Do you know how like so in like like adult videos, it's like pick your own adventure. I think at some point for, for audio for books, you could pick your own accent. So if you want to hear like a Boston accent tell you the story, you can probably <laughs> do that. And then if you want like a female version of it, you could, it's like almost like how you can change your voice on Siri to like Siri, have like, yeah, a yeah. British accent if you want or something of that nature. So that would yeah. be interesting. That would just make more work for everyone because then you'd be recording every single book and be like, yeah, we want to hear a, a chick tell the story, you know? And some yeah. some truck driver yeah. wants to hear a dude and tell the story. He can just hit the button and there you go. Or you can just take what you get and listen to it. Hey, that's cool. Well, you could do that. That's an interesting thing to get into. I always wondered, um, I mean, because you, you, do you read prior to read recording it? Do you like kind of, do you just go? Yeah, I just go. Oh, wow. Um, they, the thing they don't tell you about is like when you record audiobooks, it's the editing that's a pain in the butt. Like there's yeah. so much editing. Like I can breeze through a book. Like I've got maybe 20 more pages of this book. It's not due till Friday, but it's going to take me a good six or seven hours to finish editing this whole oh, thing. Wow. That's awesome. a lot of like using your voice. Like you must have like, you know, it's talking for like eight hours straight sometimes, right? Or how long are you doing it for? Yeah, this will probably be about three and a half finished hours when it's done. Yeah. But yeah, like you don't like, I can't read a whole book without messing up. And, so, and it takes a minute to get the cadence of the writer, especially if it's someone you haven't worked with before. And everyone writes different. So it's mm-hmm. like, it takes a second. So I just skim through and like kind of see who the main characters are and like see if there's any adjectives. I don't, I don't do it long. It's like 10, 15 minutes. And then 
Like that, that's it. Then I just go. Like, I don't want to waste any time. It takes has, a long has time. Has it ever been painful? Have you ever walked away and been like, that was such a fucking horrible book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure there are some that are good though, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's hopefully yeah. the payoff. Yeah. 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 I guess it's like, yeah, right? you can tell which ones I really like because I'll go find the author on Twitter and then I'll be like, let's be best friends. <laughs> you know? Oh, cool. Yeah, so. That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's like reading a script, right? You kind of just got to kind of get into the zone and figure out the, feel the scene and how it's going, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. People like to take like a long time on these audiobooks. They'll, they'll stretch it out for like four or five weeks. And I hate that because like, I don't want to be invested that long into a character. Yeah. <laughs> get in and get out and like, let's, let's move on. You know, let's make that money. Let's go. <laughs> you become the character. And as you're walking around your house, your, your significant other is now has a new girlfriend for the next two weeks because you're said character. So it's actually pretty, maybe that's why he likes hanging around. Maybe he's, he's getting those, like these fantasies coming truly. He can be like, Oh, she's, oh, she's uh, you know, yeah. she's At this. Least he likes your voice a lot. Cause that's he wants true. like to kind of role play a little here, you know? With it, he wants to hear it while you're doing it. So that means he must really like hearing your voice. So you can take that away from it right there. Right. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. there you go. See? That's yeah, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I shouldn't ask him. It's still kind of... I guess then he's punishing himself if he doesn't. I mean, because that yeah. means it goes the other way. He hates himself and wants to hear your voice because he doesn't like it, which I don't think is the case. He obviously likes hearing your voice. So. Okay. Well, I'll just, we'll just leave it at that. We won't project. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. We'll stay. We'll stay at the positive end. That's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how did you get into the voice uh, voiceover stuff? Was it just like you see an ad like on Craigslist and you're like, "Hey, I could do that," or was it, did you know someone? No, it was my very first radio job. Um, surprise, surprise! Radio does not pay a lot of money, yeah, and um, we know. I wound up getting my first like external VO job that way, and um, it was like a hundred dollars for five minutes of work, and I was like, "This is amazing." Um, so it was just, it was always nice to like have a supplemental income. And then right before the pandemic, I'd been working for maybe like three years, um, to make this a hustle on my own. So I was in Los Angeles and I was working as an afternoon radio producer, sort of on air, sort of behind the scenes, kind of a jill of all trades. And, um, and I was like, yeah, this is, uh, this is a lot of work. I don't want to punch the clock anymore. I don't want to like be somewhere when someone tells me to be. And, um, my family had moved here to Austin and it was kind of my goal to like get here. So I had to figure out a way to make that happen. And I was like, well, I think I can do this by working for myself. And right before the pandemic in August of 2019, I quit all the jobs and I just started working for myself. So I was really lucky. Yeah. I mean, it's perfect because you didn't have to go anywhere anyways. You're like already in your own bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, radio radio doesn't pay at all. We've we've yeah. we've looked into it. <laughs> it's terrible hours. It's like it's just you gotta oh god yeah, and it's it's you really really gotta be at it for years and have a premier slot to even make a comfortable wage. You know what I mean? One job I was working the morning show. I'll just tell you this. It was in um, Lacrosse, Wisconsin. I was doing the morning show okay. uh, on Cow Ninety Seven, and I love the stage, <laughs> and I still have like such fond memories of doing this. But I think I got paid like $19,000 a year. Um, But I, they also, here was, here was my bonuses. I got a car, I got a gas card. I got to eat for free at like a whole bunch of different restaurants. They gave me a phone and I think that was it. But like, that was, yeah, that was what I got paid. (laughs) 
It's tough. I mean, because when you think about it, it's like, all right, well, I'm on for four hours. So, like, really, we're, you know, but then there's producing this post-production, you know, pre, pre-show stuff. So, I mean, it's probably six to seven hours a day. You're, you're, so, it is almost a full-time job. It is a full-time job. And then, like, when yeah. you're done, you've got to go out because you make extra money doing live events. So, then yeah. you have to, like, go be in front of the public and, like, host these things. And you're meeting people and you're, you're selling the brand, you know. Yeah. So, just a lot. When I was out of college, I remember going and I downloaded this list of like all these radio stations from all across the country, like the small towns, because you figure, all right, I'll start in Omaha, Nebraska and see where it goes, right? Mm-hmm. Because when I always felt when I'm on vacation, I'm listening to these like local like radio stations. I'm like, oh, all right. It's, it's like, these are the people who are on there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so there's no problem. I'm used to listening to Boston radio, which is like, you know, a top 20 market, you know? So it's like, you get the good, get good quality up here. But when you're in like middle of nowhere, and he's like, it's just the, how, the radio station's in a house in someone's basement, you know, like you get a little <laughs> sign out front and it's like, yeah. What's, um, your, what's your hot AC out there? Do you know what, do you, if I said that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Your hot AC in Boston? I can look uh, it up. Oh, right. like the hot, like 90, like that, that, what, like for the radio station name? Like hot, yeah, yeah. It's what, hot, hot 97.7 or something like that? It's the hip hop station? No, it's not that. No. What the hell is it? What are we? Um, oh, Adele Contemporary. AC. Yeah. Oh, so it's probably magic. 106.7. Yes. I almost did your nights there. I almost moved out there to do nights. We we have a guy who does, uh, I think he does like, was it David Allen Boucher? He does like bedtime magic, David Allen Boucher. He has this really really deep voice and he's just, uh, he's like talks to the songs. So like a song's playing, but he won't tell you the title of the song. He'll just say a line from the song and call it the title. (laughs) So he's like, I walk in the streets with you tonight bedtime magic and the song would play it's like you shut the lights down yeah women love it around here they're like oh it's bedtime magic that's it uh, so when i was in college i kind of did a parody parody show I, it was called why the radio station was w-i-r-e why so we were like i was did, i was doing wire after dark and i'd play all these romantic songs and talk like this and you, there's a lot of dead air because when he talks there's no backtrack uh-huh so it's like he talks like this and then you go and it's like you're sitting there driving your kite like that. I lose my radio connection. Like, what the hell's going on here? But right. yeah, it's uh, it's soothing. It is very soothing. Yes, it's very relaxing. You could read, you could read romance novels like you're yeah. you're shooing. Yeah. Oh, okay. maybe I'll try. We'll do the Boston version. You know, the Boston accent of the the book. Talk slow. Talk slow and deep. Yeah. I always I always raise the bass very very high on my uh, yeah. so I. I'm a bassy voice. I still yeah. sound like a teenager hitting puberty, so yeah. it's all good. <laughs> my my treble is re- turned all the way down. I can't tell you that right now, and my bass is all the way up. Because I always think of the movie Private Parts of Howard Stern when he was talking in the uh, when the girl was getting off on the speaker, and he's just yeah. really really deep like that. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. maybe someday, Adam, someday someone will get off on my voice. All about <laughs> that bass, about that bass, no treble. That's right, absolutely. So Maggie, how long have you been doing comedy now? Uh, six and a half years. I've always said that with my voice. How long have you been doing comedy? What the fuck is wrong with me? It's like my dentist. <laughs> so you've been doing it for six and a half years. Uh, what made you want to get into it? Uh, I was going through a divorce and the radio wasn't giving me enough time to say what I wanted to say. Oh, there you go. <laughs> really? Nice. It is good therapy, isn't it? You just go <laughs> yeah, it and then I got off stage and I was like, no one hated that. I was like, that was super fun. I can't wait to do that again. Yeah. Um, I didn't even tell anyone I was doing it. I just signed up. And I was like, here we go. <laughs> nice. I, yeah. It's, I was, I started comedy when I was going through um, 
when I was calling off my first wedding. So that, yeah, I, I can understand that. Oh. It works out pretty good. That sounds like a fun story. Can we oh. hear that story? Oh. That was, that, that plus, trust me, there's plenty of it on past archives of this show. I can tell you. Right, 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 back right. years ago. But it, like, you, like you're right, you could go up there and you could tell a story. And then it's like, well, no one's there. Because usually, you know how it is when you first start out. No one's there that you know. It's just a bunch of strangers. So you just go there and you just start, start talking about people and stuff. And people are like, yeah, I don't know. So Yeah. How, like, long, how long have you guys been doing comedy stand-up? I started like in 2014-ish. It's, I, yeah. it's been very, it's been a, so right when I was about to about start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right when I was about to start getting back into it. Because I stopped around like, what, 2000, maybe 18, 2019. And I was about to get back into it and then the pandemic hit. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess I can't go out, you know. And like in Boston, there's like two or three nights every, two or three mics every night, depending on where you go. And you really could bounce around. You could maybe even squeeze two in. And I was hosting a couple of shows at some locations that now are half, now are closed for good. So that's yeah. always good. So, but yeah. we, Adam and I will be taking the show on the road and probably after the summer. And we're going to do like once a month, do this show live from like a bar somewhere. Just like to get out, you know, and just, uh, you know, be part of the community again. I don't, I don't do stand up because this face alone is enough to make somebody laugh just looking at it. Right. So I don't need to get on a stage. And two, I just, I, it's funny. I have a bunch of material, but I'm just a pussy. That's what it comes down to. I'm just a pussy. Yeah, I don't want to stand up on stage and like, I, I can't do it. He's, can't in, do it. he's in two very, very funny movies. I don't Two horrible movies. They're very good. He did some. Hey, some John film. Boy has one really good scene. Yeah. That's it. He has one really good scene that he's okay. in. And okay. it's very. The John Boy movie is my all time favorite. He's yeah, in. Sure. That was only is like. That was like yes. Now, right. Yes. But then there's Honky Holocaust, where I think I set a record for how many extras a person can play. Yeah, he played like and seven like different guys. As a different character, <laughs> like fucking a million goddamn times. That's great. There are good movies to watch if you're looking for something to entertain you. I do enjoy it. Actually, for the first two and a half years I knew Adam, I thought it was called Hockey Holocaust, and I thought it was a sports movie. That so, would have been better. <laughs> then I found out it was Honky Holocaust, and it brought a whole new aspect to the movie title. I'm like, oh, that's yeah, it's a racism film. It moved yeah. generations, Maggie. Yeah. People bowed to it. It's available yeah, on YouTube. We need that, though. We need that in this cancel culture. So you're an actor. You that's your that's your thing. I, I dabbled in it for a while, and then I just said I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. If okay. I think if I was a lot younger, like in my early 20s, I'd spare some years and go out and try to give it a couple years, but. Maggie, I'm in my 30s. It's not happening. No, oh, really. shut the front door. No, you go. Shut the you front door, girl. And the back door because there's a draft getting in. All right? <laughs> no, you have nothing but time. Yeah, you have nothing but time. You're so young. Stop. Rodney Dangerfield. No, I have a stable job. I'm, I'm cool with that. Rodney so. Dangerfield didn't stop comedy too. He was like 50-something years old. So, I mean. He's, and George Clooney, I know. These are people who made it. They're the exception to the rule. Yeah. No, I get it, though. Like, you have to be fucking dumb if you're you know what i mean if you're like this is my dream and i'm gonna make it happen but i'm starving and i'm homeless i don't know what i'm doing yeah. but it's gonna work out you know there's people that still do that though there's, i mean there's people like you are really just pushing the dream yeah mm -hmm. but you gotta you get you got a gig set up it's like it's not like you just like out there like oh come on there i was homeless once yeah maybe really twice. yes yeah um that, that takes balls i, I don't want to be homeless I'm, I'm in my late 30s maggie it's over like i have a stable job all the way. Looking up on life he's just <laughs> bye-bye it's over. Yeah. We, we have a buddy who's still who's still living the dream. And but he doesn't do anything active to 
make himself like he wants to be like a comic and an actor but he's not like he's actively looking for job for work yeah so i'm like well there's a weirdness there because you gotta you gotta be doing it otherwise he's just like like counting universe he's like this is what i want make it happen and you're just like it's like like the secret that bullshit imagine it and it'll happen no it's not no but back to our friend he's not he's not living the dream already he's depressed and he lives on twitter (laughs) true he does live on twitter those oh god i feel bad for people who live and die on he's out of his mind do you, do you ever just read people's like posts sometimes and you just sit there and be like, why is there so much anger in this person? I think that's not just Twitter. That's like all the media. Well, all, all social media. media. Yes. Yeah. Depression. Like, Everyone. It's, it's all depression. Like today, mind. for example, we'll go on a little tangent here. I'm yeah. pro- I, I enjoy baseball very much. So, so I'm a member of several groups on Facebook. So I was reading this like one baseball group and I guess it was Pete Rose. I don't even know if Pete Rose is. He was a great baseball player who played for the Cincinnati Reds back in the day. But he got banned from baseball for illegally gambling on the game. Huh. Um, so he's not in the Hall of Fame. So those are the debates today, like Pete Rose's birthday. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? And all these angry, and I always feel like it's angry middle-aged men who hmm. are the angriest on Facebook with like, they're very opinionated. Hmm. And stuff and like because and I, I it's i know i'm stereotyping but like what i do is when i get an angry comment i'll go click on their profiles and see what they look like and nine out of ten times it's a male over 50 who shouldn't be on facebook in the first place but he's there all right free country do what you want to do but he's just so angry everything's so angry like why are you so angry? usually they have a picture of them holding their kid like they're holding their, yeah. their child the like. kid <laughs> either that or it's like some hipster like like hippie person who has like a picture of like some of their artwork as their default picture you know what i mean like yeah, i was working yeah. on something. Like, who the hell is this person yeah why are they so uh, can we just back up for a second i want to make sure you know that like you're going to be a person over 50 at some point on facebook so be careful with your I work hope, i hope facebook's long gone by the time i'm 50 years old <laughs> <laughs> it won't be facebook we the the whole our entire world runs on Facebook. Um, That's scary. I don't even use it. I don't have it. I got rid of it. God, you're so lucky. I remember Years ago. Right. In 2005, I got on Facebook. Cause it was only, remember, it was only colleges you could get on kind of thing. And yeah. I used it strictly to pick up chicks. I thought that I thought I, this was before any dating apps or Tinder. I thought I pioneered this because I was doing it on MySpace for a little bit. I was dabbling in MySpace. And I was like, all right, I could go on there and search girls from other schools and I'll send them messages. And I only have to go to the school. I could just send them messages. And it worked pretty good. What were your stats? What was the what? How did how often did this work? What were your stats? Let's stats. Oh, yeah. What were your, your MLB stats? Yeah. I was batting three hundred. Like maybe three out of three out of ten would be would bite because it was still kind of new because no one would no one knew how to like they thought this was weird like some strangers contacted them, you know. But that's really good though. But like, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I mean, but it's not as like, it's, I, I think, mean, what would you have done if it was like 10 out of 10? You wouldn't uh, be able to handle it. That's I too never, many. I would never have left. I would never have left my basement. You know what I mean? I would <laughs> never, this is great. Because I remember back then. Did they well, send you like pictures and stuff? Like, yeah, so they had their profiles. So you'd go and message them. I got, I got like a Facebook, I put in Facebook jail so many times because I was like, I was over messaging. Like I would just blast out messages. Like, I had like a default, like pickup statement, you know? And like you'd send it out. Hey, what was the default pickup statement? It was like, hey, what's going on? I, I came across your profile. I thought you were pretty cool. If you want to chat, just uh, send me a message. Kind of like that, you know? And some girls were like, oh, that's cool. Because it was back in the, remember the AOL days. You'd be in chat rooms, age, age sex, location, pick, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I already had their age. I already had their sex. I already had their location. And I already had their pick. So I really couldn't do that one. But um, 
Yeah, and then it's like, and then that was going for a little, and now when people were like, well, that's creepy, you're creeping on girls on Facebook, and now like now you have date naps, and people are literally creeping on complete strangers in the palm of their hand. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, it looks like I pioneered it. I was like the Christopher Columbus of online dating. Yeah. I, I was too. I was too, dude. I pioneered it. I would say I'm the fucking pioneer of online dating. Like I was doing what people thought it was creepy. Yeah. Like, you were like I, was, I was navigating way back. That. Yes. Although yeah. when it comes to like Facebook and stuff like that, I'm out. I went through a fucking horrible stalker incident and like social media was used against me in like so many ways. So I was like, fuck this. I never want this shit to happen again. I'm out. So we're talking like, we could have made a lifetime movie out of the shit I went through. It's true. Like, I, it was like, it was, it was, it was police involved, death threats, possible straight. It was bad, man. It was fucking horrible. So. Wait, because I, you were creeping or someone was creeping on you? On me. I, I, someone was, some, someone was stalking me. So, um, it was bad. It was fucking horrible. So I was like, you know, I never even want to smell a whiff of any of this ever again. Just, mm. I'm good. And I've been happier ever since I was off social media. I know I'm jealous of your life, actually. <laughs> do you dabble in the date naps, or did you dabble in the date naps back in the uh, when you were a single lady? Um, I did, and here's what happens: um, your friends screenshot you, and they text it to you, and they're like, "I saw you in Bumble." <laughs> yeah. No, I'm off. I'm out. I can't. Nope. No. No. Yeah. No. See, as guys. I, I know when I came across girls I know back in the day when I was swiping through, I thought it was kind of funny. And I would always, sometimes if I was, it depended on my relationship with the person I seen out there. If I was friendly with them, I would like them and see it. And then I would wait. And if I didn't get a like back, you know, then I would call them out on it. And then nine out of 10 times, it was basically like, well, I felt weird liking you. And I go, what? I liked you. I go, I understand. You know what I mean? But like, I wonder if it's, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's very, uh, I don't, I thought it was funny when that came across. It's like, Ooh, like this is interesting. I wonder if we like each other. Let's see. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Artie, I know you and me were talking about before about chat rooms and like yeah. how everything, chat rooms don't even really exist anymore. It's crazy. No. And like, and the whole ASL thing, but even that term has changed. I remember I was like a complete ass once because I walked into a conversation. I don't know what the rest of it was about, but I heard someone go, Oh, ASL. And I'm like, Oh, age, sex, location. And they're like, no, American Sign Language Association. And I'm like, oh, they oh. <laughs> didn't know what I was talking about. Zero, no, you're fine. I lost my virginity to a girl I met in, this, in a chat room. How's that one for a story? Yeah, go I, on. The, the first girl I had uh, sexual uh, relations with, um, I met in a Yahoo chat room, and we went from there. You know, it all was a matter of just uh, chatting. Then we went, so you go into the chat room and then you'd talk, talk, and then you'd private message and then you'd go off to your screen name and then you'd talk on your screen name. Yep. And then it led to uh, a phone number. So this is like late 90s, early 2000s. So this is about two, early 2000s, yeah. say. Um, so we didn't have text messaging then. And uh, so you had phone, but you could only talk on the phone after nine o'clock at night when it was free. Yeah. So it was a lot of that. <laughs> Remember those days, right? Like now you don't even use the phone. But it was like, oh, it's 8.59. I can call you in a minute. And then boom, because you only had like 100 free minutes a month. I can't believe we lived in a time like that. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. But nope. we thought it was so liberating then. Yeah. It's like I have a, I could talk to anyone and the power yeah. of my hands. I remember yeah, having a cordless phone for the first time. That was great. Because I remember prize oh, yeah. to stretch the cord to the fucking laundry room because it was the furthest away mm-hmm. from the family. You know? Or like, or like when you'd get on the phone and then someone would come on and they'd be like, "Get off the phone! I need to use yeah. the internet." Like, exactly. Yeah. Or you'd be on the internet and someone picked up the phone and ended your connection. And you're oh, like, it's over. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, those are painful days that when you think about it, how we live in. I can't. The kids God, and you like crazy. run to the mailbox hoping that you got that AOL online thing in the Next oh, yeah. <laughs> So funny you said that. I used to work at a, in a mall that had a Best Buy downstairs, and they would always have the display with the free 30 minutes of like comp, comp US, comp, uh, CompuServe, you know, you put the CD in. So I, we would go down there, and I would take like a fucking handful of them. And then, you know, I would just constantly just be loading the new CDs in my computer for the course of as long as I ran out of CDs. It was great, great free internet situation. I love that. Now you can just steal internet from Starbucks. It's amazing. <laughs> we just sit in the parking lot. Sit in the yeah. parking lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or, I don't know about you, but like I'm annoyed when I'm on my phone and it's like, which Wi-Fi do you want to join? Yeah. Like, I don't have them. I didn't ask you. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the, the, the Wi-Fi is sometimes slower than the fucking cell service. And it's like, why am I even you know, at, at using this. It doesn't make no sense at all. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, so, I mean, I, those are the days. These are things kids will never know, you know? Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Do you guys, guys want to, do you want a song? Yeah, so I actually, I was going to say that. Oh. You you did, I, I noticed a couple of your videos, you do a little musical uh, ensembles. I do. Um, mm. I just feel like we're talking about the internet a lot, and it would yeah. be um, weird for me not to sing. Well, sing away. Song. Yeah, um, all right maybe you'll i hope i hope you'll get it uh 99 focused ads they scroll by on every screen for example the other day i said i want a donut how about you babe and now i scroll my facebook feed and all the ads point to krispy kreme so here we are on a sugar high as 99 focused ads roll by does that happen to you guys Occasionally, yeah. Heaven forbid you like one status of a friend at a wedding. Cause now my boyfriend feels the pressure since Pinterest decided to change their settings. All I see are dresses and rings and all he hears is a credit score ding. So careful what you like online as 99 focused ads roll by. <laughs> I love your dance ring, so good. <laughs> Alexa and Siri, they're listening, but sometimes they screw up. I bought a shirt the other day. Now all the ads want me to buy the same dang shirt, you guys. <laughs> what do you do with two shirts that say, I hugged a homo, have a great day. Never mind, I'll give it to the CEO of Chick-fil-A and he can scroll my gay-friendly feed as 99 focused ads roll by. 99 focused ads roll by. Yay. We love music. It's the first one to perform for us. Uh, um, and I think we have one person perform music it for is. us. On the, did, but yeah, they were a musician. Right. They weren't a comedian. They were like a jack-of-all-trades or Jill. Thank you very much. We, you know, it's funny. There's a lot of truth to that song when you think about it. I know. Isn't it creepy when you're just having a conversation with someone and all of a sudden you get an ad? It is. Like, it's oh. like now, like the, I was, well, I, I, there was something very, very, very specific. And I, I can't remember what it was, but it was, I was having a conversation and uh, all of a sudden my Google, my Facebook, everything was getting ads for this particular object. So they do listen to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I like yeah. to tell Siri I'm killing people, or I got Alexa. So like Alexa, where do you bury a body if I need? Start getting coupons for like zip ties and. Yeah. and you know. <laughs> I wonder if because like people listen, like obviously, right? So I wonder if there's like a job at Amazon that just listens to people's Alexas, 
And yeah, like, there is. And so they just listen to you? Yeah. Yeah, they listen for a couple hours at a time and trade off. Yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah, they've done interviews with some of these people. And a lot of them say, like, it's not as fun as it sounds. Like, it's extremely yeah. fucking boring. And, like, maybe you get, like, hear, like, one interesting thing. Lots of, uh, one interesting thing a week. They say 90% of the time, there's just little kids screaming into it. Yeah, that's about right. My son, my son takes the Alexa and throws it because he's afraid of her. Like, he's not a fan of when – because I, I, I like to tease him. I go, Alexa – Tell, sing a song and she would start singing he'll start screaming he'll pick it up and just throw it so he's not a fan of it i think it scares him because he doesn't know where the, the voice is coming from because it sounds like a human he doesn't know he's not quite sure you can't put a face to it oh my it's god torture cool. just sitting there wait, with earphones so, on so if you're having like, little kids yell all day wait so if you're having a sexual like encounter in front of your alexa right someone's listening to that could be yep interesting not necessarily they are i mean yeah. let's face it we're all not that important and like it's they probably just scan around occasionally yeah like a know? police scanner kind of thing yeah. interesting so no robots huh i thought i thought like robots would be trying oh, to no, people. people that's think, fucking creepy can we find someone like that i'd love to have, talk to her, have a conversation I would too yeah hey. Me too. <laughs> what, what, what would you do if you met a dude right and he, he's like you guys are talking stuff and then he goes to you like what do you do for a living he's like well i listen to people's conversations on alexa would you be, I'd be like i fucking knew it i yeah. knew it i would would you be scared that he's listening to your alexa i would think that it was um a little unusual how yeah. the word is like oh did you seek me out on purpose what did i say <laughs> you know that's it maybe he found you and he knew exactly yeah. where you're gonna be because he heard you talking about your plans that night and then all of a sudden there he was well, the thing is it doesn't zero in on like your location. Like what it does is like, it's already recording your voice anyway. And then it just kind of pushes all these voices together and you listen, you're listening for feedback. You're not listening for any sort of detail. So it just clumps all these audio recordings together that the machine recorded and you're just listening. So, well, yeah, I guess it's still kind of creepy. It is. It is. And like, Here's the thing, too. This is where I don't get these ads, too. Because if I wanted it, I would just buy it when I was looking at it the first time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, like, you Google something, and you heard, like, what the hell is that object, right? And then you type it in, and all of a sudden, it's like you find out it's some weird, like, you know, third-world sex toy, and now you're getting advertisements all the time. I'm like, I didn't want to buy this. Oh, my God. Can we talk about the Wish app for one second? Because I know you see ads for that. Uh, so that's where you put stuff on there, and people could buy it for you? I'm not sure. I don't okay. have the app, but I love the ads because it's always some like weird shit where it looks like like underwear to give you a, a camel toe or something crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or like I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Weirdest weirdest stuff that's on there. So we've had some girls on the show, like like Adele film stars and stuff like this, and they have and it's, it's got to be something like that. They put stuff they want on it and strange guys buy it for them and send it to them. It's kind of like on like Amazon. You can put like your wish list or something kind of like the same idea, I think. So like all wrong. <laughs> can you imagine like, like if you just put like made a list and like guys are just buying you random shit just for the hell of it? Like I try that. No broads want to buy me. I've been getting more stuff from dudes than guys than girls. I mean, that doesn't sound like a problem to me, but. No, it's free stuff. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm an equal opportunity receiver of gifts. You know what I mean? I'm not going to. Like, they're not going to send anything back, you know? Totally Although, like, the guilt would be so real. Like, I feel like I owe you, you know, that's yeah. a long thing where, like, I feel like I owe you something, uh, but I can't afford anything because you have to buy it for me, so. It's a bunch of lonely guys just sending shit to girls. They, I don't know. It's that syndrome. You ever, like, I mean, you've been at a bar before, and a guy comes up to you, and he has no chance in hell, but he's still 
buy any drinks like and you think he's like yeah i'm buying the drinks you know as a bartender i know as for a fact that this happens and i see this all the time and I'm, i just want to tell the guy i just want to grab him by the hand and be like you're wasting your money like yeah. this is not gonna happen it's over. you know Buddy, it's, it's over. over you know and, and you just you, you know you can't reason to someone like that because they're so in tune like this is great and you're looking at the girl and you're just reading her face and like yeah this is not happening. I think we have a friend who's like that. Oh, we do. And I've seen it in action. We've, we've tried to talk him off. I've tried to talk him off several times. I go, I don't think she's that into you. And he's just dropping money like he's Rockefeller. And I'm like, yeah. it's not going to happen. Oh, poor guy. Um, yes. You know, he's almost 50 years old. You think you'd get it at this point, you know? Yeah. But some guys, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, so. You, why don't you, as we're getting to the end of the show, why don't you uh, take advantage of this time and plug some of what you got going on? What's your website? Do you have any events going on? Any gigs? Um, yes. Actually, if I may, I'm going to make a soft announcement. Um, I am working on my next album, and it looks like the release date will be May 13th. Okay. So nice. I'll just uh, leave that there for you. and. Um, We'll yeah, but you can it. find all the details at maggiemayfield.com. I spell it weird, M-A-G-G-I. There's no E at the end of it, but uh, maggiemayfield.com for all the updates. Yeah, and um, I'm looking to tour this summer. So, so tell us a little yeah. about the album. Is it a little bit of music on there too, or is it just comedy? No, it's all it's all music. It's all uh-huh. I've got probably 15 songs on there. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's coming together pretty great, and. Um, yeah, so it looks like May 13th will be the big release day. Yeah. And yeah. You'd have to let us, yeah, let, let us know where you're going to be on tour. If you make it up to Boston, me and Adam will come support you. For I you. would love that. I've never been, but it is uh, definitely a bucket list in the spring or summer or fall. Yeah, it is. Yes, wintertime, unless you're into uh, ice cold uh, tundras, then it's probably, well, but you said you lived in New Jersey, so it's not much different. And Wisconsin and Illinois. Wisconsin, I've been there yes, yes. over it, yeah. yeah. I'm sure if you could survive lacrosse Wisconsin, you could survive uh, a, a winter. In, that's a good memory. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So that's a pretty interesting. So when you were uh, during shutdown, I guess, were you doing any of those Zoom comedy shows? How'd you feel? Yeah, they're, they're, you know, you do what you got to do. I enjoyed it. It was just nice to like see my friends. Um, And then, so I was hosting a show in LA called the challenge mic. It was just an open mic, but everything was improvised. And so that's still running because everything in LA is shut down. The venue isn't open yet. Um, So I've just been doing that online on Tuesdays, which has been fun. Um, but yeah, because it's so open here, it's hard for me to be like, okay, I got to go home now and run my online show. Like when all I want to do is be out and play and hang out with my friends, you know, but. Yeah, no, that's true. It's just, I take advantage of it being open because it sucks nothing having it. Not, like, there's nothing really open in that. There's no, you can do comedy. Some of the venues are doing shows like for the big comedians, but they're like, there's no mics and stuff. There's not a guy running a mic or anything. So it's really, really tough. Yeah. I mean, you guys are thawing out. Like it's springtime there, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's nice. You know, it's uh, it's 50 degrees today. So if you call that nice, I guess, you know. Yeah. But, like in LA, they were doing outdoor mics. I yeah. Mean, I still are. Like the improv is now open. You can hang out in the patio and they put on a big show there four nights a week now. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do to kind of survive. So mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. what it is. It's the world yeah. we live in. Yeah. So yeah. So just uh, yeah, and mostly my my shutdown. I made a parody album. I did my first 
album uh, called Pandemic Girl, which you can get anywhere <laughs> you listen to music, iTunes, the Spotify, all the places. And um, yeah, so I just, and I did it all by myself. Like I recorded it in my own studio. I mastered it. I edited it all, um, did all the Photoshop, all the artwork, all that stuff. And it was fun. It was like, what else was I doing? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. So. You, you were one of the wise ones who took advantage of the, of the downtime to uh, create, which is good because not a lot of people did that. A lot of people just, just ate and drank and, you know. That sounds really fun too. I'm not going to lie. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really yeah. But well, I, there, was I, a lot, there was a lot of that too. Don't don't get me wrong. But. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I think everyone gained. I gained 15 pounds in the. I'm the, yeah, I'm the heaviest I've ever been. For a reason. So. Yeah, exactly. My goal is to get to the 19 pounds, so I have four more to go. So I'm really, <laughs> and then I'll eventually be to the point where I have to do something. I might, you know, develop an eating disorder to lose the weight or something like that. I don't know. Maybe an all-liquid diet. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be extreme. I think because that's how I roll. So we'll see how that goes. You know, should should be fun. <laughs> but I think the second that like you're allowed to like walk outside, it'll come right off. Your yeah. Like, oh yeah, we can move. Yeah. It's true. The winters, in any ways, in New England, you you tend to put on a few extra pounds because there's not much you can do. There's no, you can't walk. You can't do anything. You just stuck. It's not open. Yeah. You know, but enjoy but, it. Yes. Well, it was very nice talking to you. MaggieMayfield.com, right? That's right. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for having me, you guys. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, We'll watch for posts and we'll share it when you uh, release your album. And thank you for uh, dropping the soft uh, little news there. It's nice. We like to have a news break is here on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thanks, guys. You're the best. Awesome. And, uh, stay safe. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye, Maggie. Nice meeting you. Good night. Maggie Mayfield, everybody from Austin, Texas. Nice. Nice. She's very. Uh, We're very fortunate to have a lot of guests. Yes. Yes. You know, it's. Uh, We've haven't had. I guess you could. It's easier to get rid of us than it would be if we're in studio. Like if you don't want to be on the show anymore. Remember when? Um, I think three people in the history of me doing the show have just walked out of the studio. You know, I was responsible for one of them. Yes, which is fine. <laughs> I mean, no blame to you. If they can't hang, they can't hang. Um, but uh, yes, yours, yours was the dude who sang the songs about uh, Quincy. Yeah he, yeah, he couldn't handle my game. Yes, it was too much for him. It's a little thing I kind of miss about having an in-person guest too. It was like, yeah. like the confrontation that sometimes would arise. Like, well, we almost had one digitally uh, a couple months ago of a guy who came on. Remember? And you thought it was going to end up, it ended up being all right, but he was kind of jabbing at you in the beginning, you know? And it all, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That evened out at the end. But yeah, it started yeah. rough, man. That started rough. But yeah. I, I love awkward situations. So I used to love when like, the awkwardness like the guy like oh, i'm just gonna can i come back when i can play the music yeah, like, oh i know you do i know you do oh i, I love it the better I, it depends on which what kind of awkward it is there's some awkward yeah. situations i just rather not bother and there are some that are just let's let the, let's let this marinate and see where yeah. it goes yeah well, well and but i'm like on this it's so easy just to like click out and say see you later you know what i mean you know, yeah, that's true. but uh fortunately we had nods we have all great guests so uh maggie mayfield comedian and uh her stories of uh, doing vo the voiceover stories was very interesting. And I, I, I actually, I wonder if she has it on a website, what, what, what book she's read. Cause I'd like to go and dabble a little bit to hear how she inflects her, the characters on some of the books. She does, you know, maybe find like the raunchiest book she did. And we could, we could, <laughs> I could see how she portrays <laughs> the characters of sorts and such, you know, 
Uh, so, all right, well, it's, it's good. We thank you some time in the show. I hope you guys be watching on YouTube. You've seen the intro, and you probably got a lot of bad feedback, so I apologize for that. Um, when you watch this on iTunes, or when you listen to this on iTunes and watch on YouTube, you will not get such a feedback. So I'm just going to let you know that right now. But thank you all for the people watching on uh, Facebook. We had Alex Wallace, of course, watching. Um, and he said, uh, number one fan, by the way, Alex Wallace, uh, she sounded like she had a Wisconsin accent. So um, we can always count on Alex Wallace for his input. Someday he'll make it on the show, you think, right? Eventually. He will never because he's Maddie. So that's our that's story. We're sticking to it. Next week on the show, um, we obviously have a guest. I just don't have the paperwork in front of me. But it's another comedian. But we, uh, if you stay tuned for the post show next week, we will be doing the, uh, the Packy League Fantasy Football Draft Order live on the show. So it's going to be a little of a post show activity. Uh, we did this last year. And uh, if you're not familiar with this, we have a fantasy football league, about 12 of us, all kind of related to the show on one side, pot or another. Either we uh, were on the show, or we know someone was on the show. It's kind of a very nice niche. Adam currently has the trophy sitting in his house. And uh, we are, what we did was, instead of having a random draft order, your draft order is based on your standards. But instead of just being in last place, means you get first pick, we, we randomize it with like the lottery like they do for the NBA. So if you did finish in first place, there is a chance you could get the first pick because you'll have so many balls in the lottery. So that's how we're going to do it. Um, like we did last year. My cousin Ricky got first pick last year because his team that he took over was the last place team the year before. And he what? You played it? Did you you played him in the Super Bowl, right? No. no, you oh no, he went to the Super Bowl, cousin Ricky. Yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah. there you go. So anything's possible. And uh if you're not familiar with fantasy football, we will be doing keepers. We're gonna do a couple keepers this year. So it's really gonna make things interesting. Cause we like to do the draft order because we can trade our draft picks and that we've done that a few times and uh, you know it is what it is. So it's a fun time for everyone. But um yeah. So that's the show. Adam, uh, of course, what are you uh, sporting these days? Behind me, you know, check out the World One Potato on YouTube. Oh, you know, I like how it's it. right side right this way. It's not backwards like it was last week. So that's well, good. See, it's backwards on mine. Yeah, that's good. And uh, I must make, yeah, and I'm looking on, yes, yeah, so my emulator is making it right side. So it's, it's all good. It all looks nice. So there we go. Awesome. Oh, and also I went on a ramp on, if you guys follow, if you guys go to the packy.com, obviously you can see uh, some of the World One Potato videos and some of my experts and that's also where you see the show i went on a little rage the other day about the mlb um so you can read that article on there and i started i was kind of drunk i started a change.org petition to get rob manford uh, kicked out of baseball as the commissioner because i think he's the worst commissioner ever in major league baseball so it has like 52 signatures right now which is actually pretty impressive considering the fact that i just been kind of like I just threw it out there in a couple of Facebook uh, baseball groups and uh, people are actually jumping on board. So, and of course we all know that the commissioner is elected by the owners of the baseball teams. It's not an actual hired position, but I think if there was enough people that signed it, it would just at least make it kind of, hum- I kind of did it to be kind of humorous. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of funny that people are actually like, yeah, let's get this fucking ass a lot of baseball. So if you watch baseball, you follow MLB, you know how much of a shithead he is. For example, today, by the way, not to go off track, and we're ending the show, but the Red Sox played a double-headed today, but they only played seven innings for each fucking game. What are we, in fucking high school? Come I on. know, it sucks. I hate it's that It's like, shit. what the fuck? Come on. No, so, true. you know, stuff like that really, really pisses me off a little bit. I'm a, I'm a baseball purist, but who the fuck do, well, who knows? Who the fuck do I know? You know? <laughs> they should make me the commissioner of baseball. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? You know? I bet. 
fucking be drinking every night. I'd be at every. You know what I do? I just go to every game every night. I'd just be like, I'm going to fucking yeah, say fuck it. Running it in the ground. <laughs> I'll run that league into the ground like I've run some relationships. So you know, there we go. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure you download. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Hit the little alert there so you're notified every time we have a new episode. Uh, check out the Whirlwind Potato because he is on YouTube as well. And uh, if you're into uh, a family-friendly show, then check out my family's Wicked Explorers site on YouTube. It's a lot more family-friendly than this horse shit that Adam and I do weekly. So thank you guys again, and we'll see you next week. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. Bye. See you later, YouTube. I mean, YouTube, Facebook. Bye.